We're joined now by new Treaty United senior women's manager, Niall Connolly. Niall, judging by your own tweets and, and the club's tweets, everyone is very uh, excited uh, by the announcement uh, view as, as manager at Treaty. Uh, you're obviously delighted uh, with the opportunity as well. Yeah, well, look, firstly, uh, good evening, Adrian, and look, very excited to do this uh, interview with you. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's been exciting um, last number of days. Uh, look, firstly, I'm, again, I'm just going to say my gratitude towards the board members of Treaty United for having, you know, the, the faith and my ability to execute our long-term vision for the football club and to receive the support from a lot of people within the community locally and from afar has been, has been very humbling. Um, with the staff as well, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm delighted and um, that we've been able to assemble the staff. We have been able to get together. I think it's exciting, young staff. Um, we're going to be very much embracing the challenges that lie ahead and, Look, we're just we're just looking forward now to please God with all the safety and guidelines that we can get rock and rolling on the pitch shortly. Yeah, you were obviously involved as well, uh, Noel, already with Treaty last season. You were in the backroom team as well uh, under Dave Rooney. I know Dave Rooney and Aaron Heher have moved on from from their positions. Did you actually talk to to Dave before taking the job, or or was it was it um, just a case of you haven't been uh, talking about it since his departure? Um, no, look, I, I do talk to Dave. Like I, I would have known Dave a long time before I came involved with Treaty last season. Um, when I first got involved with North Tipperary in the school children's uh, football league through the ETP programs, um, my first year in there was was working under Dave um, with an under fourteen boys squad. So I, I know Dave a number of years, and um, look, I, I speak to Dave regularly. Like our our friendship hasn't changed one bit. Um, and look, he's a good man as well. He's always willing to offer his assistance in any way. Um, so look, there's been, I, I, I didn't really speak to him regarding the position, really. I wanted to be my own man in that regard when I was applying for it. But look, we do still stay in contact. And like I said, I have nothing but respect for the man. And it, look, as well, just, just briefly on Irene as well. Look, again, look, Irene is a tremendous person and has a ton of knowledge in the women's game. And she's going to offer a lot moving forward as well. Um, so I just want to thank both of them for what they have done for Treaty and. I'm looking forward to uh, to continuing their good work moving forward. Yeah, it's obviously a new era ushering in now, Noel. You just mentioned as well the, the backroom team that you unveiled last night. You had Sean Russell, former Limerick FC player, uh, Marie Curtin, obviously a very decorated player at international level in the women's game as well and, and has a lot of experience as, as a player, uh, her first uh, sojourn into coaching. Uh, you obviously have a bit of continuity as well with Aoife Gibbons and John Paul Buckley there too. Um what do you think that those those guys can bring for you? And obviously, you have maybe two new people in Sean Russell and, and Marie, but you also have a bit of continuity there. Was the continuity important? Yeah, I know. Look, continuity is look is very important, and I think I think with John Paul um, and Aoife, look, they built up a good human relationship with, with a number of the players now um, from last season. Um, so they've shown really good personality characteristics to, for that side of the game, which I think is very important. Um, but just as well, look for me, John Paul, I believe he's one of the best goalkeeping coaches in the country. I think he's thirst for knowledge and his appetite to consistently learn and, and embrace who the goalkeepers are personally to get them to express themselves freely on the pitch. I think it's second to none. Aoife Gibbons, you know, she's 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 played at a high level in the game previously. Um, you know, and she's gonna be coming in more as a sports performance coach, more than we'd say a soccer coach. She's studying sports performance in college, so we're gonna utilize her knowledge and expertise in that area. So she'll be focusing on like each player's individual performance, their biomechanics, their biometrics. She'll have a, she'll encourage players about their nutrition. So we're very much excited what Aoife can bring in that department. 
regarding Marie uh, or Marion and Sean, look, Mary, look, she speaks for herself in terms of the women's game, her knowledge, um, her playing career representing Ireland, playing abroad in Norway and America. Um, and look, but she's very eager to coach as well. Look, she has her UEFA B. She wants to progress. Um, but more importantly, she has the characteristics, I believe, to, to coach, to come straight into coaching at the highest level. Um, and I think her experience and respect in the dress room, I think it'd be very valuable. Um, but she's going to she's gonna offer a lot more. Look, she, she's, very, she's very eager and ambitious on the coaching side. And with Sean... Look, to have Sean in, I'm absolutely delighted to have Sean in. Um, as you know, Adrian, myself and Sean coached together two seasons ago when we were involved with Limerick FC um, with the under-13s. And, you know, it's not often you, you create a, a rapport straight away with, with a staff member. Sometimes it takes time to build trust and, and you know, that respect. But Sean and I kind of clicked straight away. We, we viewed the game very diff- uh, very similarly, sorry. We're very, both very ambitious. And even with Sean, I think it's going to be interesting for the players to get an understanding of Sean and his experiences from the men's side of the game and how he can bring that to the women's side and how him and Mary can bring look, their vast knowledges together. And and again, Sean's a young aspiring coach. He's he's on the he's got his UFA B. He wants to progress to the UFA A. And I think that's important that we want, you know, we want players to be ambitious, but we very much want our staff to be ambitious and, and not afraid to challenge the status quo and and be brave in our approach. And I couldn't be happy with the staff we assembled. And I'm very grateful that the board did all they could as well. So look, just thanks to everyone at Treaty for that. Yeah, you mentioned as well, Noel, the fact that, you know, Sean will will have different experiences now. Obviously, you know, he's been involved in the men's game and now he's going to be involved in the women's game. But you yourself have obviously been involved in different levels of the game in terms of being of coaching as well. Um, you're, as you mentioned there as well, you were with um, Limerick FC under 13s. You've done a lot of um, academy coaching and player coaching at, at young level. And obviously, it's 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 different level now that, that you're facing and, and obviously it's going to be a, a tough challenge. Yeah, I know. Look, it's, it's it's look it's it's it is going to be a challenge, but you know what? It's a challenge I'm I'm looking forward to embrace, and the staff and I will embrace, and and we believe what we are looking to achieve. Um, look, I had the experience last season of working under Dave. Um, I learned a tremendous amount of a lot as well. Um, John Paul and myself, we we were involved in UL with the ladies team for the 2018-19 season and the 19-20 season up until uh, COVID-19. So. I do have, you know, I have been in around kind of elite level in the women's game for the past number of years. But a big thing as well is I understand people often say, you know, experience. But to me, it's, it's more about knowledge v experience. Like you can have experience, but you could be doing the same thing for five, seven, ten years. Whereas if you've knowledge and you're willing to learn and grow. And look, I think ever since I started my coaching uh, badges journey back in 2012, I've, you know, my whole journey has been an experience and, and where I want to go, it's going to bring new experiences and like I said, I, I believe in my skill set as a coach and as a person to execute um, what we want to achieve at this level. Yeah, I probably should have been more specific, Sean, if I wasn't, you know, maybe having a slight dig or anything about, about uh, experience. <laughs> no. But no, it's, no, it's more of a case of, you know, obviously people do say that, like, the, being the top uh, man in the job, you know, is is different because obviously they say, you know, when you're a coach, you can have maybe a bit more of a rapport with the players, whereas you might have to be a bit more strict as a manager, that was kind of more the angle I was getting at, which is probably where it'd be, be a bit different, you know? Yeah, no, look, obviously, look, I fully understand where you're coming from. Um, but no, look, I, I appreciate that anyway. But no, look, obviously, yeah, look, there is a balance between being maybe an assistant to to a manager. But I think anyone that watched uh, James Madison interview the other night after the Leicester-Chelsea game, like he spoke very much uh, highly of Brendan Rodgers and how he has the players buying in and believing in what he wants. And 
I think very much we're, we're kind of in a society now, Adrian, where, like, you know, if we're looking from a sports angle, players don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I think, you know, you, you, can, be, you can be an excellent coach, but you need to have the human qualities to connect with players, you know, emotionally, spiritually, you know, create a good human relationship within the squad and, and create a circle of safety among, you know, a group where they feel they can express themselves and be part of something, you know, special. And, and you know, that gets them out of the bed every morning. And, and look, again, it's a challenge, but I'm very happy with, with again, with the staff. I think the, the staff have excellent human qualities because um, I think that's the most important thing, uh, more so than your skill set. Um, and we're very much looking forward to creating a high-performance culture and um, a circle of safety within the within the group and within the club where we can, you know, get that balance correctly between, like you said, being, you know, maybe when to maybe manage more, you know, effectively in terms of dealing with personnel. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we care for everyone as well. And they, we want the players to know we have their best interest at heart. Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously a, a big announcement came yesterday as well, Noel with the fact that Electricity have now come on board and are going to sponsor the, the Women's National League also as well, as well as the men's, which is obviously a great uh, recognition for the women's game and the growth of the women's game and, and hugely positive development. Oh, look, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Look, when everyone seen the news yesterday, look, it was brilliant. And then you have um, someone of Anya Gorman's calibre, you know, talking about being, you know, an ambassador for the women's game for so long. And it's great to see that yesterday as well with the media and with the announcement it's been excellent like and to be honest the women's game has just grown from strength to strength you know and like I said throughout the season the last year you've seen you know a number of players that were playing the women's nationally getting caught up to international squads even at international level you know aren't they're, they're getting closer you know we will get there eventually as a nation we will we will get to them terms and it's all about the process but the the appetite for the women's game and to you know more importantly, the desire to to want it to grow and evolve and get to the levels of the men is is absolutely excellent. And to be honest, being involved in the women's game is I'm very very humbled to be in in this industry, and I'm very much looking forward to do my part to help the women's game grow as much as possible. Yeah. Also, at that announcement, Noel, it was confirmed that the league season, the women's league season, will start on March 26th. Gives you around you know approximately eight to nine weeks uh, to assemble your squad. What is is the plans for that? Do you have uh, uh, plans to, to you know to change the squad uh, massively, or is it a case of you know you'd be trying to just add a, a few players to it? Well, look first. Of, well, first of all, look. I said we'll we'll give every player that was in the squad last year equal opportunity. Um, look, we've um, very much believe in the group of players we have, and we predominantly had a very young squad. Um, I believe a lot of these players have you know very good technical ability, but I believe they they can reach other levels to the game. And look. I, as a coach, I very much enjoy and embrace the challenge of developing players. So, look, we, we very much want to give everyone equal opportunity from last season. Of course, you know, we will be looking to bring players in that fit the profile of what we want to achieve, you know, um, obviously technically, tactically, but obviously, you know, their personalities and characteristics that they're the right humans to come involved in, in our environment. Um, but look, we're, with the season announced yesterday for the 26th match, it's nothing but exciting. And, and we're very much looking forward to working hard on the training pitch, off the training pitch, um, really starting to execute our principles of play through our game model and bringing, bringing something new to the league that hasn't been done before. We're, we're very much looking forward to the challenge and um, embracing all aspects of the game. And and look, even today, you, you see the announcement of Galway Women FC, you know, Dave Bell has gone in, Lisa Fallon's gone in, like, you know, that's brilliant, you know, 
um, see someone of Dave Bell's calibre involved in the women's game. We all know Lisa's qualities and skill set, and that's fantastic for league. You see Noel King, you know, in with Shelburne. So, you know, exciting times ahead with the women's nationally, but you know what? It's it's uh, exciting times to to go and test yourself and, and embrace all the challenges. And again, we're very much looking forward to it. Yeah, obviously as well. Uh, Noel, you just mentioned there about Noel King and Dave Bell. They're just two of the two of the top coaches that'll be in the league, and you'll be rubbing shoulders with them with them this year. Um, it, it is a hugely competitive league, and, and I saw that firsthand because unlike maybe the, the men's electricity league and, and other leagues in, in in the country, you know you've got a situation where you have players who maybe with very little experience and young players coming up against international players who are playing for their country, you know, every week. I know we have a lot of, we still have a lot of players overseas, but there are a lot of players that have been selected in squads, particularly from the likes of Shelburne, um, P-Mount in, in recent times and also Sears and Unum with, with Cork. So, you know, it's a, it's a really competitive league and it just shows you it, it probably can be cutthroat for the want of a better phrase as well. It, it, it's hugely competitive. Yeah, I know. To be honest with you, I, I was... I was very much uh, intrigued um, by the quality of games last season and the competitive nature. Like you know, like in any sport, you know, once the you know once the game starts, you want to win. Like and there's that competitive fire, and you know, there's you know there's a lot of good players in in this country, and there's a lot of good players playing at the women's national league. And as you said, look, we've had players representing Ireland, and there's a lot of good young players. Look, there obviously look there could be a gap at times physically, but I think it's more about the belief that you give players. I think it's very important that players feel that as a club and as a staff, you, you believe in what they're doing because if you believe in any person, you'll be amazed at what you'll get before you even start to coach anything else. Um, but it's it's an exciting time, and to be honest, you know, people might say, "Oh, we don't have the players to perform X, Y, and Z." You hear very similar with the men's game, you know, with Stephen Kenny, and now people are saying we don't have the players to perform a certain brand of football. And people say it about the women's game, we probably don't have certain the players to play in a certain brand of football. But I believe we do. Like I, I believe the players are out there. I believe we have players in the country. I believe in Treaty and I we have the players. And again, I just I just think you know, in time, you know, we as a nation will we'll show our strength to to the rest of Europe in terms of nationally or you know at national level and, and even in the women's league. You know, I I think the league's going to be very exciting this year and. Look, a lot of the clubs have been very active in what they're doing already and it's only going to, you know, have more eyes on the league and, and rightly so. And again, it's just great to be part of it. It was obviously a tough uh, start, uh, Niall, to, to life maybe in, in the league last year. You know, you were obviously going to learn a lot of lessons along the way and the players yeah. were going to learn a lot, a lot of lessons, you know. Um, yeah. I know when I was speaking to Dave at the end of the season, he was, he was slightly maybe disappointed that, you know, I remember we were going into the last game of the season uh, DLR waves and and uh, victory yeah. and possibly even a draw would have would have got maybe top of tier two and as it turned out it was a second bottom which just shows you the, the difference that and that tight nature of the league um, well I suppose it's probably early to say like but what would be the ambitions would it be just maybe to improve on that finish uh, in the short term well, look, first of all, we're in we're in two competitions as it stands. We're in the Women's National League and we're going to be in, in the FBI Cup. Um, and the competitive nature of us will want to win every game and will want to be successful. So we'll be like everyone at the start. We we will have an look, we will want to win. Like it's only our competitive nature. But yeah, look, we, we do have targets, we do have um we do have ambition. Um, but we very much know that's only gonna be possible um if we apply ourselves correctly, that we create at least elite level performance both on and off the pitch and you know that we create an environment where players are buying in to what we want to do and we've just put the work in um but we very we very much are 
looking to bring something new to the league that hasn't been done before. Um, we're going to be brave. We're going to be bold. It's, we're going to be very exciting to watch. And I suppose time will show all in terms of where our ambitions will be uh, moving forward. But to be honest, Adrian, I'm very much looking forward to the challenge. The staff, we're very much eager. The club are very much supportive and very behind in everything we want to do at this moment. Um, and like I said, we just can't wait to get going now. Yeah, people will be delighted to hear, to hear your passion and optimism, Niall, uh, for sure. It's, it's badly needed at, at senior football level in, in this city and in this whole region, really. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's probably the only disappointment is that we're still going to be uncertain uh, in terms of support. You know, it looks obviously, realistically, it's going to be unlikely that when the season starts, there's going to be any spectators there, which is probably yeah. the only disappointment. But obviously, you would urge uh, spectators to get behind the team once that's uh, obviously available to them again. Oh, yeah, look, look, absolutely. We want as many people as possible that are passionate about the game of football in Limerick and in the Midwest Munster region to be supportive of the of the club and, and of obviously the senior women's team moving forward. And, you know, we very much want to take, we want to, we, we sorry, we not take, we are very much going to take great pride in representing Limerick and the Mid, uh, Midwest Munster region. You got to look at it as well. Limerick, it's the home of the All-Ireland Hurling Champions. It's the home of Munster Rugby. We very much, much wanted to be home of a very proud and elite soccer club as well. And look, like I said, I'm not afraid to speak out for the world to hear and see it. Look, we are ambitious, ambitious, but we know where we are at this moment. But we very much want to achieve great things moving forward. And we want to make the people of Limerick, the Midwest, Munster region, very, very proud of what we're doing. And we will look to execute that for our performances and results on the pitch. You'll obviously be very... Um... Very hopeful as well, Niall, of, of getting to the markets field at some stage in, in the new campaign. Obviously, it may be still up in the air slightly. I know the club had to use Jackman Park uh, due to situations outside of, of either side's control, really. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great place to play. And, and obviously, we probably, you know, even though it's, it's great, obviously, as well, that the Junior Council have got behind uh, Treaty United and afforded uh, you the opportunity to play at Jackman Park, particularly when, when we were, were stuck for, for, for a pitch at the time. But, yeah. you know, obviously, be, be hopeful to, to get back to the Marcus Field as quick as possible, also. Yeah, well, look, first of all, look, the Marcus Field it has that prestige about it, of course. Um, but for me, it has an unbelievable playing surface. Um, I was there a few times, obviously, last season. It was great. But to be honest with you as well, look, I, I to be honest, myself, I was very grateful to Jackman Park, as we were as a football club. Um, they were their hospitality was just unbelievable. They were very accommodating. Um, you know, the facilities were top class because to be honest, as you know, Adrian, they accommodated the COVID restrict uh, protocols. Um, and look, to be honest with you, I'm not too concerned. You know, if we if we're in Jackman Park, then so be it. We will be honoured to be in Jackman Park. Um, as much as we would be in the Marcus Field, but. At the end of the day, it's it's a game of soccer. It's 11 v 11 with one ball. As long as there's grass and white lines and the nets in the goal, I'm happy. I don't care where we play. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's 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 funny you mentioned there, Noel, about you know the fact that you don't mind wh- where you play because you know unfortunately in soccer in Limerick in the past it's been very divisive. In you know and there hasn't been a lot of unity. Uh, I, I mentioned this to Dave a few times when I was talking to him that you know it's great to see the fact that. When you go and ask the junior council now, you know, for, for a playing surface, they're only too happy to help. You're just hoping for that unity like that can drive the club on as a whole. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, I think if you if you're gonna be successful, if it's in sports or in the business world or anything in life, really, you have to have the mentality. It's all about the we and the us and what we can do for one another. And again, look, we very much want to take pride in the fact that we are in that we are in Limerick, that we are in the Midwest Munster region, and we want to build good relationships with everyone. And so, like 
that everyone can see that we're, we're looking to do things correctly in the right manner, build good relationships. And, and you know, if we do them things correctly, then, you know, more will come, like, you know. Um, but, yeah, look, it, it's been absolutely brilliant. Look, the support of everyone, to be honest with you, so far has has been top class. Um, and like I said, we're just, we're looking forward to doing everyone proud to the best of our ability. On a final note uh, as well, Niall, uh, on, on the growth of the club, Obviously, we know that 3D United have, have looked to, to expand as such, you know, with, with uh, Girls Academy. Obviously, they've applied for licences for the, the Men's Artricity League and, and Academy level as well, at boys' level. Um, obviously, the, we won't find out until February 4th for sure, but it would be vital maybe for the growth of the club for, for that application to be successful. And, and we will certainly have fingers crossed on that. Yeah, no, 100%, Adrian. Look, I think it's very important for again, the Limerick region, the Midwest, Munster region, that we have both women and men's football. And, and that we're finding a pathway for all the young players as well, that like for the boys, that we have a pathway from 14s, 15s, 17s, 19s into the first team. And, and same with the with the women. I say, look, we want to we want to create an academy and a long-term structure where we've got our, an academy or 17s or 19s and into the first team. Um, absolutely, because, you know, we very much want to, you know, any young aspiring players that are young, you know what, that, they can achieve their dreams and aspirations through Limerick, uh, sorry, through 3D United in Limerick, um, very much so. But the most important thing, Adrian, is that we do things correctly, that we think long-term, that we're not looking for short-term gain. Like, it's very much long-term success, long-term focus, and that we do things strategically correctly. Like, you know, and, and we, we have to be patient, we have to take our time, but we do things correctly. But look, I, I do believe, please God, that, you know, the men come in and the boys because it would be so good for, again, everyone involved with Treaty, everyone in Limerick, everyone in the Midwest Munster region to have boys, girls, men and women representing, you know, they're proud, uh, they, you know, representing soccer in their area. Like, and I look, fingers crossed, you said, Adrian, it does come in because it is needed for both. Um, you know, and look, the main thing is that the club are very much equally wanting both sides of the game to be sex- successful. And that's absolutely fantastic from everyone on the board. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely echo, echo those sentiments, Noel. And, and thank you very much for joining us this evening. I know you probably had a, a busy schedule in terms of interviews and interactions over the last week or so since the, the announcement anyway. So and we wish you the very best of luck for the, the new season and we look forward to working with you as well throughout the year. Oh yeah, no, look, Adrian, thanks very much. And look, just also with yourself, just talk talk credit to you and Sport Limit for all the work you do just obviously for the sport in Limerick, but even with the women's game, the soccer, look, we really do appreciate it. And I, for one, certainly look forward to working with you throughout the year, Arjun. Thanks very much, Niall.